electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Market Moving Insight and Analysis. Join Jim Cramer, David Faber, and me, Carl Quintanilla, on the opening bell hour of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Good Tuesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer. David Faber has the morning off. S&P needs about 11 points for a fresh all-time high, and these stellar results from Home Depot and Walmart may help us get there, although Walmart has gone red pre-market. Coming up this hour, Treasury Secretary Mnuchin on the prospects for future stimulus, the House votes this weekend, and a lot more. But Jim, uh, your discussion with Becky a moment ago and your tweet uh, earlier in the hour uh, does suggest that you think these retailers are prepping us for numbers that are going to be tough to replicate. Yeah, I think that they have to, Carl. They all know that America was flush from a $1,200 check, and they also know that there's a lot of stay-at-home people trying to make their homes into bo- and, uh, an office and a home, and that that's largely passed. Now, I, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't buy these stocks because that money went to these essential retailers, and now they're stronger than ever. But I know that if you're, uh, one of, if you're at Walmart, it does not pay to say this is going to continue. Uh, it's same thing with Home Depot. I say you wait, let them come down, and recognize that these are just so good that you want to be in them. Particularly, say, if a Lowe's comes down, that's kind of attractive. They report tomorrow. Uh, I, look, these are remarkable companies, but they are also given, as remarkable companies are, to humility and to a respect to the individual investor. They don't want to pick them off. So they're kind of sotto voce saying, hey, guys, we, we wish we could keep doing this. But understand, there was a lot of stimulus money. Yeah. Uh, McMillan uh, making some comments now, Jim, saying a couple of things. Uh, one is that back to school, uh, slow start. Uh, right. Clothing and backpacks have been weak so far. Um, and that they do want to see something in the way of future stimulus that does help small business, which has been what you've been preaching. Oh, I mean, we can my. Look, we can stand here and, and watch the giants get bigger, but a lot's going to depend on how mom and pop is helped out from here. The last thing you want, if you're one of the CEOs, is to have to be called in front of Congress, whether you're Domino's, whether you're Doug McMillan, and say, how is it that you've been able to destroy so many businesses? Is it fair? Maybe we need to break you up. Now, this would be terrible. I mean, look, they're just great companies. They can buy and scale. They've got great balance sheets. I personally think that they that we as Americans benefit from them. But I also know that there's a lot of small business people in a lot of districts that cannot compete. And when you see the prices, when you go to the local hardware store versus Home Depot, it's almost as if they would be better buying the stuff at Home Depot and selling it at their place than getting the wholesale price that they are, are doing. So, if the Congress investigates, it's going to be whether the wholesale price is fair between the small and the big. I would argue that, of course, scale should win. But that's a congressional issue. Maybe the small guys deserve a better wholesale price. That could be an issue. Yeah. Uh, there are some more headlines this morning, Jim. You know, I thought was interesting about the Walmart quarter was it was almost a flip of Q1 where grocery was the standout. This time it was general merchandise, and they're giving examples on the call about fishing supplies. Uh, 25 million Americans, they say, would go fishing before February. That's now up 10 million. 
Uh, so good luck getting any fishing gear if you were to go to a Walmart this morning. It, it is incredible. Uh, as, a fisher, as a fisherman, I do feel that this is one of the ultimate sports that you can have. It's fantastic. And you go out and it's a family sport. Uh, and, and it is something, by the way, that Dick's excels at. So those who read that might want to go and buy some stock in Dick's. I also think that they said apparel was good. And that, again, is something that I don't know if they can maintain. You know, general mid-teens apparel. Now, lawn is good, but lawn is ephemeral. Uh, grocery mid-single digits is incredible. But when I see mid-teens general for apparel, I think, okay, did they wipe out all the small apparel stores? Uh, I happen to love my Walmart. Why? Because they've got great pickup. Uh, if you don't want to go into the store, uh, and by the way, everyone's wearing masks in stores, which I think really helps. But it's a remarkable juggernaut. Uh, and their e-commerce. Oh, my. How do you do those? How do you replicate that number? <laughs> but then, it, you, remember, they, they are, um, again, a humble company. And humble companies do not say, you bet we're going to continue to crush them. What they do is warn people, look, we've got lean inventory. That's good. But we don't have government stimulus. That's why our interview with the Treasury Secretary is even more important. When you have top executives saying, wait a second, this will not continue, they're not saying that the unemployment is going to skyrocket, but that is the implication. Uh, yeah. Is there an argument, Jim, that the numbers, the strength we're seeing in retailers means that there doesn't need to be more stimulus? I think that that's the, uh, certainly the superficial argument, yes. Uh, you could easily say, look at these numbers. I look at it the other way, which is that this next quarter that we're in, the PPP's done. Uh, small business people, they, they took the PPP, and, and now the customers aren't coming. Or if the customers come, they got to be six feet apart. I mean, look at these. Like, one of the reasons why my chapel just likes Costco is that the aisles are so wide that social distance, which I think we should now call physical distance because we're not really socializing with anybody. The physical distance is so great <laughs> that they can put up incredible numbers. But when you go to the little stores, you, you, sometimes you have to wait in line. Sometimes you get in there and there's a, I went for a I went for a sandwich this weekend and I moved four times. Four times I apologized, and then finally I told my wife, let's just get the hell out. Let's just wait. It's so uncomfortable. But a big store, it's not a problem. It's true, Jim. It's true. And and you look at basket size at Walmart, up 27. I mean, when people are going in-store... Uh, they're buying everything they're going to need for a long time right. and obviously going uh, increasingly to e-commerce, which, by the way, now at Walmart, Jim, is 11 percent of total sales. A year ago, it was six. And we're going to get more information that Walmart said today about Walmart Plus uh, when the time's appropriate. <laughs> but the pivot, the long term pivot to online is continues to amaze. If they have a club. I would join that club. They have tremendous delivery. Uh, I'm happy to have the guy come in with a body cam, give him a one time each day that the code would would stop. Body cam, put it right in the refrigerator because I come home. I'm living alone. I'm miserable. Even John Oliver commented about how miserable and sad I am. And it yeah, would be yes, great. We're going to hear that later. <laughs> it would be great. I want <laughs> I want Mark Laurie, who's a terrific guy, but New Jersey Bucknell. Fantastic. I need his people to come in. And make me this no more, no more pathetic behavior when I get home where I'm looking at, you know, last night I made pasta and OK. And the night before I made some pasta and then I made pasta and not only that, I made pasta because I can make pasta. Yes. I well, burned the chicken. With, the other uh, day. Picking a, hit, a hidden tomato. Yes. And canning. Right. Just, and listening to the rain. <laughs> I love the big look. I get clothes at Walmart. The clothes are much better than they used to be. 
I mean, I, I used yeah. to go to Walmart and uh, all they had was size 45. I know. I, that, that's, I think that's, that's changed uh, the perception of what the merchandise should get there. That said, though, Jim, uh, the rivals are not standing still. Uh, the Journal today with this piece on Amazon hiring 3,500 in six major cities, including 2,000 in New York, where they're right. going to take over the historic building that, that um, housed Lord and Taylor. Jim, that's not a thing you see when cities are truly dying, is no, it? No, it isn't. Uh, I, I do think that, that they could get that Lord and Taylor property for a song. Um, they need to be that last mile uh, to control things the last mile. I also think if we talk post office, we have to talk. I know the president is, is upset with the contract. I have to believe that the, the post office is overwhelmed with Amazon and probably gives it top priority. Uh, again, that would irritate the president. But uh, the Lord and Taylor property, Google coming in. I mean, New York City is alive, but uh, it's just not alive for public transit, which numbers are just ridiculously bad. And the boarded up stores yeah, and the uh, and rentals. Oh, my. 10% decline in, rent, in, in your rent price? It's only 0.5 in uh, Brooklyn. Right. Uh, not to mention uh, the spike in crime, which is actually a phenomenon yes. uh, in several cities around the country, as Robert Frank was uh, telling our viewers earlier today. Jim, so, all right, let's say for the sake of argument, we get an all-time high today, first since February 19. Uh, what does that do to sentiment? I think that we have uh, more chasing. Uh, I'd like to see. I, I do fear the dollar could start going higher. It's, it's, it's been a not great trade. Uh, the dollar's been going down. But I, I do think that you would have people saying, all right, like David Costin did the other day, I, I got to come in. I do worry about the reversals in the retailers. There was a negative comment today, uh, two negative comments about Apple. Apple's been a market leader. This may not be the day mm-hmm. that we take them out. Uh, you're referencing Wamsi Mohan of B of A, who went to neutral a couple weeks ago. Right. Uh, was a, a relatively big deal. Reiterates uh, 470 target, Jim. Now he's talking about uh, pressure on the App Store, uh, right. whether it's from Epic or from China, which was part of his less bullish thesis uh, in, earlier in the month. Right. And the deceleration of the Apple stores. Well, of course, he's still not talking about the lifetime value of a customer uh, with 99 percent customer satisfaction, you know, making so that this stocks finally got the same price earnings bottle as Procter and Gamble, which sells a Gillette razor. Uh, but again, then you get the Harry's Club. So who the heck knows? I do think that Apple is I own it. Don't trade it. But when you get uh, you got uh, Sanford Bernstein again saying something negative. Wow, that guy's on repeat. But I I do think that we need to see other groups besides retail move today. I would love to see the bank stop going down. Maybe that's asking for too much. We'll get to uh, some of those big names more in a bit. But of course, after the break, as we said, the Treasury Secretary on all things stimulus and more in a moment. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. 
For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. Well, so many things to talk about, including what are the prospects for a new potential COVID relief deal? Because we sure don't have one now. Joining us on the phone, Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin. Mr. Secretary, welcome back to Squawk on the Street. Thank you. It's always great to be with you. Same. So... What uh, what can we look forward to here? We're running out of money. PPP done. We just had some numbers that make it look like small business being crushed by large business. You care passionately about saving the small business. What can we do? Well, Jim, there, there's no question that the economic numbers are doing better. So as we reopen the economy, we see things better. But uh, I agree with you. We, the, the president wants us to do more. He, he wants us to provide money for kids and jobs. And the second round of the PPP and direct payments are a clear part of that. How do we move forward here? What can uh, what can we do? What can the media do? I, I, I'm not being uh, presumptuous. It's just I feel like that there's been some sort of logjam. And I don't think I, I think people can be reasonable knowing that the little person is it's, it's just at the, in a void versus Home Depot versus Walmart. These numbers today are staggering against the small the small business. Well, they are, they are staggering, and you can see the good news is that people are beginning to spend. But as you said, Jim, there, there's a lot of need for small businesses. Half of the employment in the U.S. is in small businesses, and we need to support them. And you understand this, and I would just ask you to continue to emphasize these issues. But the good news is we're moving forward. The, the president's EO on unemployment. Uh, we now have many states that are uh, moving through that process. We have, uh, looks like, five states that have already been approved. We have another four states that have submitted and uh, about another 10 states that are in the process. So the good news is, despite Congress not acting because Pelosi and Schumer aren't willing to sit down and strike a reasonable deal, the president moved forward with the EO to help people who are still unemployed. Uh, What are the prospects? I mean, you're looking at uh, 19 states. Is it possible that we're going to be surprised and maybe see a majority of states be able to come up with the money? I, I would expect that you know mo- most of the states qualify, and they can use their their hundred dollars they're paying for uh, unemployment insurance to qualify to get at least another three hundred dollars from the federal government. So I, I hope we see the majority of the states, and hopefully, since Speaker Pelosi is coming back to to look at postal, hopefully she'll be more interested in sitting down. And, and let me just say, as part of Postal, I think you know, I chaired a task force for the president on the post office. I also chaired the federal financing bank. We're the largest creditor to the post office. So I've spent a lot of time studying this over the last two years. And the, the post office has plenty of cash on hand. They have about $15 billion cash on hand. We've signed a term sheet, which is part of the CARES Act, to give another $10 billion if they need it. And Speaker Pelosi and Schumer and Meadows and I agreed on another $10 billion to the post office, which we didn't think was completely necessary, but we agreed to as part of an overall deal to make sure they have money. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, we can't, we can't go through with that. But we were going to attach that to PPP and direct payments and money for schools and hospitals and vaccine and lots of other important things. How about a small deal? Something that just says, all right restaurants, small retailers. 
different companies that obviously are on the ropes. While we try to we, while we try to get something bigger, let's get some cash to companies whose business has been interrupted. That's been your M.O. from the beginning. And I think it resonates with the Republicans and the Democrats. It does, Jim. I think there's a lot of bipartisan support for that. I, I think, you know, working with both the SBA committee on the House and the Senate side, it's it's been a real bipartisan effort for the PPP. It clearly had a very, very big impact. And going forward, we've we've decided to refine it. So I think the, the appropriate thing is move forward. This time it's focused on people that have revenues that are down 30%, so we put a real standard in there, and we, we give them a second check. And as you said, we know that a lot of restaurants that reopened, if we don't give them more money, they're going to end up closing, and we're going to lose a lot of small businesses. 15 so million the president people. would like us to move forward with this. And I know you care passionately because you understand business, and 15 million people should not lose their, their job just because something that had nothing to do with either party or uh, the state of the world past the pandemic. Let me ask you why I've got you. Uh, there's a bid, an 80-20 bid, 80% from private equity, 20% by Oracle to get TikTok. It's a real bid. It could come together today. Would you not favor that because there is no leverage over Oracle by the Chinese, unlike Microsoft, which actually even I believe has artificial intelligence uh, business in China. Oracle is clean. Oracle's got absolutely terrific cloud business that Larry Ellison and Safra Katz know about. This is a deal that would be great for America. Can you can you say that you want to get this deal done? Well, Jim, that was a nice try, but you know I can't publicly comment on on these types of things. You know, I I chair the Committee on Foreign Investment in the United States, and I'm on the Security Council, and I can assure you we're looking at all the different issues, and I can assure you any deal that gets approved, we will make sure that uh, American data is protected and that this becomes a a U.S.-based company. Well, we know there's 50 million users. The amount of time they're spending, they're spending 50 minutes a day. Uh, The polls that I I've got to say that literally 25 million are Republicans, 25 million are Democrats. Who wants to shut this thing down? Um, Oracle obviously is a great American company that has uh, no ties with the Chinese to speak of. I mean, I would think that this is something you'd like to move, you know, move along. Now, yes, nice try. But that's what I'm I'm in the nice try business, Mr. Secretary. I, I got that. And that's why I deal with you. And I like you all the time, Jim. <laughs> All right, let's go back to the post office for a second. If you guys are so close, why does it seem like it's so far? Jim, I, I really don't know. We, st- we started with a trillion dollars. Uh, we, we agreed to increase that in several areas in, in an effort to compromise. I think, as you know, they started at $3.5 trillion. They actually increased it to $4 trillion. They said that wasn't enough. And then they, they basically said, unless we publicly say at least two trillion dollars. So they didn't they didn't come down. They never made us a proposal at two trillion. They never gave us a line by line counter. Uh, you know, I, there, there's a, there's a deal to do here if the Democrats want to be reasonable. Uh, I'm concerned about the politics and all this, but uh, I'm speaking to the Senate Republicans. Uh, Mark and I are speaking to the members in the House every day. And I think there's a lot of people on both sides uh, in the Senate and the House that would like to see both Republicans and Democrats that would like to see 
people come together and get a deal done that's good for the American workers and the American public. Mr. Secretary, do people understand that just because Walmart and Home Depot have blowout numbers, and I'm sure Target and Lowe's Corp will also, that that's not necessarily good for the working person? Well, Jim, it's it's a two-tiered economy right now. I mean, there are some businesses that are doing phenomenal, as you said, as, as a result of COVID. They're, they're going to have their best years ever. And there's plenty of small businesses that are on the ropes. And we got to save those small businesses. So this isn't about big business. This is about small business. And let me just say, you know, we had a lot of money that we could have put to work with the Federal Reserve. The good news is we never needed to use the majority of that money. Most of these big businesses went to the capital markets. They raised money on their own. So what we need to do now is make sure that small business has the support and that individuals have the support. As you said, nobody lost their job because of anything they did. They lost their job because of COVID. Mr. Secretary, I have hope. You know how important I think, and I'm just one person, but small business is incredibly important. I know you feel the same. Thank you so much for joining us, Treasury Secretary Stephen Mnuchin. Great to see you. Thanks, Jim. Absolutely, sir. All right, Jim, great stuff. Uh, we'll take a break here. Uh, Home Depot has joined Walmart in the red pre-market, but we'll see if the stocks can make another run at an all-time high on the S&P when the opening bell rings in a few minutes. Don't go away. People today can spend half their lives over 50. So it's good to be financially ready for what's important to you as you get older, like a family vacation. Or starting your dream business. Welcome to Connie's Coffee. How may I help you? AARP's trusted financial tools can help you plan for whatever your future holds. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Start planning today at aarp.org slash money tools. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration. Our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. First big morning of the week for retail earnings. Take a look at the S&P laggards, though. Kohl's is at the top of that list, down 10% before the bell. Smaller than expected loss, but revenue was ahead. No comps disclosed because of uh, store closures. We'll talk more about that when we get the opening bell in a few moments. Let's get Kramer's Mad Dash watching some GM after that uh, two-month high, Jim. Carl, the drumbeat continues. Break up GM. Give us the EV. People want EV. Oh, you got to say those two, those two letters together give you a higher price earnings multiple. This morning, the always controversial Adam Jonas, one of the Jonas brothers not, at Morgan Stanley says you might see Ultium copying Tesla. Ultium is their embedded EV. This is going to get the stock price target 46 is going to get the stock going again. Carl, GM must keep its mouth shut because as long as they say nothing, this thing can continue to percolate. The always unbelievable Phil LeBeau tells me, don't forget, red hot used vehicle market not slowing down. Edmund says the average value for all vehicles traded during the month of July jumped 16 percent. We know that autos are red hot. We know that Jonas has got a story about breakup value. Look, I can't fight it anymore. I like to see that you buy something on earnings. Uh, I don't know about GM's earnings, but boy, on a breakup basis, as long as Mary Barr, GM CEO, says nothing, I guess it can go higher. Yeah, 
And meanwhile, we've got another SPAC-led entrant into the space gym with Canoe. Exactly. Uh, as we watch Lordstown and Fisker and Nicola. Jonas was on Squawk Alley yesterday and made the point that the reason uh, Musk is going pedal to the metal right now is because he knows the sandbox will no longer be his alone in a couple of years. Well, it really doesn't matter. I am a believer in him and a believer in Tesla. And I'm looking at the different uh, alternatives. And it's true. Look, we've got companies like Amazon are committed to supporting as many EV vehicles as necessary. You could. I, I had plug power on a couple weeks ago. They told a very compelling story. Uh, but the one thing, Elon Musk is is fearless. And I know that, the, that there are people who say, listen, China, he could be vulnerable. No, I think the Chinese want his cars as much as they do in Europe. The only thing that make, make me worry would be if there's a slowdown in the Berlin facility. And so far, it looks like it's all systems go. A Tesla is levitating here. Uh, one day it will be down. That's what I, I think. I just like maybe one day. I mean, no. One day. One day. <laughs> but don't say when. No, I don't. don't. I mean, there's if, but don't say when. We have a lot of viewers who joined us since April, Carl, and they've never seen stocks go down. Yeah. And they're beginning to think that what happens is when you buy a stock, it goes higher. If too many people feel that way, it won't happen. Uh, 1900 uh, pre-market, Jim, uh, for the first time. Pretty unbelievable story. Let's get the opening bell here and the S&P heat map at the bottom of your screen. As we said, looking for 11 points or so, uh, 33.93 to get to that all-time high. And for a while there, Jim, it did look like Walmart and Home Depot would be an assist uh, but we'll find out. Uh, session's still early. Look, um, I, I, the, but retail is going to be the story all week. I would buy those stocks. Uh, they were not. They were every bit as good, not better. But some really stupid money came in. We have a lot of early. No one wants to hear that they're stupid. Let's say some really ill-advised people who came in and paid much too much. And you have to temper their enthusiasm. But these are great American companies that will do very well. Why? Because, as the secretary said, we still don't have a deal. Without a deal, the PPP money is running out and will run out for Walmart's competitors. Look out. When, they, when I see that great uh, mid-teens apparel, I think, okay, how many apparel stores are going under because Walmart is selling products so low. So you may want to give up on them and think they've had their run. Forget about it. The numbers will still be raised, Walmart. They'll still be raised in Home Depot. And, and don't desert them. Just understand people paid too much. Uh, they were too enthusiastic before they heard the comments. Right. So are you arguing that a lack of further small business support sends Walmart shares higher? Or is the overall macro weakness that would result a negative for the stock. No, it, it sends them higher because I think that it's going to be surprising. What we see in New York City with all the boarded up stores and the for rent is going to spread to all areas that have had uh, a terrible COVID experience. And one of the things that Walmart offers is a, is curbside. Uh, you don't want to go into the store, smaller stores that compete with Walmart because you don't think they're as organized. The numbers that these companies spent on complying with COVID issues, oh, yeah. I mean, what do you think? A small business company can spend $1.3 billion? Walmart, I mean, for Home Depot, I mean, look at the numbers that they've been spending. So you feel safe. And I, I know that Walmart, when I talk to them offline, the first thing is, hey, Jim, everybody wears a mask. Well, you know what? Again, when you're in these states where the numbers, I think, look, we all know the numbers are peaking. But that doesn't mean that you're not afraid. So there is another level of store 
that is going to go under simply because they can't afford the plexiglass. They can't afford to do what these big guys do. And Secretary Mnuchin knows that the sign of strength Walmart is a sign of weakness for many, many other companies. And the goal is not to have Walmart be ascendant. We can't just have five stores. We can't just have uh, watch, you know, Walmart, Amazon, Target, uh, we, uh, Home Depot, and, oh, my God, the other C. Oh, no, W-A-T-C-H. You know, that's right. It's Target, Costco, Home Depot. I, I know yep. how to spell Home yep. Depot. Depot. And, and the thing that really worries me is <laughs> when, you see, when you see these other numbers, you're going to have to say that Lowe's is part of the group. So now you really have a pincer movement huh. on all the true values, using that as right, a metaphor. Right. Well, we'll... Um We'll know more about that tomorrow. Your we don't point want about them going um, out of business, COVID-related costs, though. I know. Uh, I mean, margins at Depot didn't expand, but if you take out the employee bonuses, it was up 130 basis points to a record 17. Uh, that's, I mean, those are bonuses that, that smaller employers obviously cannot afford. Think about what Domino's did yesterday. What do they want? They want drivers, they want assistant managers, they want pizza makers, and they want managers. All right, so you're at a smaller trotteria. Uh, and you've got maybe eight tables inside where you make all your money. And then you have to do this takeout of which some of these guys, uh, the door dashes take a big chunk as much as 30 percent is my experience. Well, oh, OK, so you're able to go against them. You, you don't have a chance. And I do believe that the Democrats and the Republicans have to recognize that those rent signs, along with just banks that are closed at four are what our streets look like, and they are going to be ghost towns unless we give these companies the money to be able to make it so that they can keep their trotteria open. And I know that the money's made on liquor. You think I'm not... I mean, look, there were three places that closed on the block that I've got my Mexican place. Why? Well, one of them was too crowded. The other one served too much liquor. And the third one, well, we don't even know. And and this is what's going on. And we're just New York. It's all over the country. You, you, you know, you have all the everyone Jim, says, oh, they got you, those great nice spaces outside. Oh, believe me, a bus comes by and you're finished. Are you convinced that if this ha- if this package were to get through, it would be the last? I mean, you've talked about the long wait for a vaccine. McConnell has said, obviously, his caucus is not as unified as it was in March and April. I mean, I, would I, we have to do this again? Um I think that the vaccine is much better than people realize. There was an article yesterday in the journal about herd, the uh, herd immunity. I'm not buying that, but I do think that we are getting so close to the vaccine. And there's so many trials going on that if you give us four months, four months, we're all going to feel like, you know what, it's there. Well, you, you, know, you can't give it. They have to do. Remember, they're giving it like when I'm in the trial. OK, I, I'm in New York where there's not a lot of people who have COVID. You need people from Florida, Texas, Arizona and California to take to get into the trial. And the more they get those and they get the 30,000, then we're going to get some good numbers and people are going to feel better. But right now, uh, all the authorities are really, really coming down with hobnail boots on the small guy because they don't have it together. Whereas the large guys, look, I mean, yesterday, yum, Pizza Hut, there's one of the, one of the franchisees going to have to close maybe 300 stores. Hey, they're fine. Yum's fine. Planet Fitness is fine. But there's 30, there's just 30,000 other people who've got small gyms. And we don't even have in New Jersey, all you're allowed to have is personal training. I mean, think about it. No one, no one can withstand that except for a place like Planet Fitness. And the people in Washington have to get their heads around the idea that when they see Walmart up at the end of the day, it's not yippee, there are a lot of shareholders of Walmart. It's, okay, who did they crush? Yeah. Yep. 
It's a good point, Jim. Uh, I wonder what you made of the Treasury Secretary's comments on Oracle, which is uh, performing pretty well here on this TikTok idea. Well, you know, the Treasury said, Secretary said what he said. I tried. Well, I don't try. I do. I think this bid is real. <laughs> I think they've got 80% away. They can have a separate entity. They can, uh, tra- they've got great code work. They have a skunk works cloud operation that they don't even talk about. This would be the bid that the president should favor because there's no Chinese exposure. I know there are people in the White House. We talk to them who are very suspicious of Microsoft. Oracle does not have any, uh, co- any business consumer. This would be fabulous for Oracle. It's the way for Larry Ellison to show without a doubt they've got a superior cloud product, as he says, every single quarter. The money is ready. I think this deal gets done. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, I've seen one report that or one analyst, at least, who thought it was a done deal. So it the sounds Oracle, like you're sort of in deal? that camp. Oracle was done. Yeah. No, we're not. That, uh, well, no, not that, that he far. believes he believes yeah. 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 Oh no. I mean, if but the president is hot. No. This is this is one where uh, the president and his team apparently feel uh, that there, it's much less likely that the Chinese can pressure Oracle versus Microsoft having a, a fantastic business in China that they could pressure, and you got to get the code all removed. Now, I happen to think that Saudi and Nadella is amazing, and Microsoft's a fantastic company, but Oracle has been trying to prove its. It's cloud bones for a long time, and you couldn't get a better way to do it. In the, and you'd get a dramatic acceleration in Oracle's business because of the amazing 50 minutes a day that people are on this thing. Now, I find, when I'm on it, I feel like that my IQ takes a sudden dive, uh, and that's just because I'm older. But the people really love it. And when I look at the numbers, Carl, I mean, this thing is growing like a weed. It would be so great for Oracle that Oracle ought to put out a statement now Right now, which I'm certainly, of course, trying, just like I did with the secretary, say, listen, we want it. We've got it. We've got 20 percent. These private equity have 80. They're all based in America. This deal is done. Mr. President, we are ready to roll. And then the president says, hmm, Larry Ellison, he's one of us. Bingo. Deal done. Yeah. So you sort of see TikTok as proof of performance of cloud uh, which was sort of the argument for Azure and Microsoft, but you think it's more pronounced on yes, the Oracle side? Yes, completely right. I think that Oracle, Oracle said to me over and over again, and I happen to like them very much, not that they think that, but I used to talk to the late Mark Hurd, and uh, I miss him, and he was always telling me about how great their cloud is, and I met with him many times about how great their cloud is, but they never got, they never did the killer deal. And this is the killer deal. They should be really excited. I think we got 50 million daily average users, 100 million monthly average users growing like a weed, 50 minutes. And again, 25% Republican, 25% Democrat. It does skew conservative. This is an Oracle deal that could be done today. Um, I have to encourage the Treasury Secretary to like, take it to heart because I know Oracle wants it and they're ready. They can do the code, Carl. Jim, I'm they trying want to, to prove that. I, I'm trying to listen to what you're saying out of one ear and watching every tick on the S&P with the other uh, because we are right on the cusp of that all-time high. We need 33, 93, 52. 
And what we don't need are hats saying we're there, because that's a kiss of death. And I don't mean Kohl's, yes. which is, you know, KSS. And holy cow, we got some of these retailers, Carl. We're not. We are in a situation where we could have, we could be like Russia, when all they had was GUM, for heaven's sake. And boy, was that a downer. We, we've got to make it so that we are not like a country that only has one or two places to shop. Can you imagine as much yeah. as I like no, Walmart? Re- I know. I mean, specialty retail is not playing today, uh, whether it's PVH or Ralph Lauren, which nope. I don't know, Jim, sort they, of doesn't it? I mean, it flies in them. the face of the actual quarter at Walmart, but certainly not with the commentary if McMillan is is uh, is true in his word that uh, back to school is shaping up weak. I know they can really squeeze these guys. You know, PVH is always a big. Yep, this is the old uh, Phil's been used, but it, we, we have to know it. Uh, we know it really is Calvin Klein, and we know it's Tommy Hilfiger. It's a great company. Manitruco does a good job, but the inventories are lean, so I would have thought these would have acted a little bit better. But once again, what's in play? It's the it's the Kramer COVID index, to be completely arrogant about it. It's Ring Central. It's Zscaler. It's CrowdStrike. It's Coupa. Here, it's happening again. Okta. Is there anything that can stop Okta? Which is really a passport yeah. company. Teladoc. Teladoc, yeah, Lavando. Zoom today. That was a great uh, deal. Zoom, yeah. Uh, Salesforce.com. RBC goes to 300 Zoom. Uh, this is not what we won, Carl. We want, we want the small, but we don't trade the small guys, right? We don't trade Nicola's pizza from Rehoboth, where I do believe that, uh, that Senator, well, Vice President, whatever, Biden has been to many times. We are really at the, we are seeing pizza shops close in front of our eyes, and it doesn't matter. Why? Because I get, I don't know, I happen to like the Domino's. It's fantastic on delivery. It's really fantastic. But I do think that the, when you get it on the pedestal, you don't have to touch anybody. It's great. Walmart, they do the curbside. It's great. But, Carl, how do you do curbside if you're a one-company shop? How do you do it? Well, are you going to go out there and run it while someone's at the register? you got to hire someone? I mean, I don't think I, – I, they, they got to move fast. We need PPP fast. And we need Oracle, of course, to buy TikTok. Right. Trying to do my best uh, here. Boeing, Carl. Jim. <laughs> I know, I know. You're, you're, you're chopping some good wood here, Jim. Uh, Boeing, this memo that's been reported from David Calhoun uh, regarding a second round of oh. voluntary uh, separations from the company. Uh, stock's not trading too bad, but the sentiment around travel is, I don't know, checkered at this point? Uh, yeah, um, they need a win. I think that one of the things that they're not talking about, and I, I've been after them to do this, is the numbers of people getting sick flying way down. Because of mass, they're not making you feel confident enough. The air studies that they've done at Boeing versus the air studies in a, in a skyscraper, you have to pry this stuff from them. Now, I think that they think it's out there. But Boeing's another one of these humble companies where you got to kick them in the butt and say, hey, give us some goods. Uh, I wish we had Gary Kelly on. I know Gary Kelly feels very strongly that it is the safest place uh, to be. Uh, but those numbers indicate um, that it, it's it's just not coming back. And Phil Lebeau did some great stuff again on that yesterday. So uh, it, cars are coming back, uh, but really used cars. Houses are back. Uh-oh, and here we yep. go. We got it. We got it, Jim. All-time high for the S&P, 3393, almost 3394, the first fresh intraday high for the index since the middle of February, Jim, when – COVID was simply uh, something that was still going on in China. The average American is thinking that we are completely and utterly nuts. 
They don't understand this at all. They don't understand it could happen. But they also don't understand that the companies that are being traded are the winners and the companies that they may be used to away from them will be in oblivion. And that's one of the things that is really going to be driving things as we see it. Of course, the bank's not. But look look at Amazon, up 87. Why? Well, I mean, Amazon, obviously, if all these other guys are doing well in e-commerce like Walmart, well, then Amazon's doing well. And I think it's extracted from from the little guy. I keep emphasizing the little guy. Why? Because that's who creates the jobs. That's who's going to be out of a job. Yes, Walmart will hire people, yeah. and they've hired a lot. But the, 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 this, is, this is one remarkable run. And like I said at the beginning, this is going to cause a lot of these guys who have price targets. I saw price targets, for instance, for Estee Lauder, which reports this week. And you've got these analysts. I'm just using this as simply as a metaphor. RBC goes from 173 to 194. Hey, guys, it's at 213. Wake up and smell the java. But we, uh, the analysts are so far behind, they got to catch up. I, I see it every day with a Nike. It's like, well, hold on, raising, raising my price target Nike, I'm going to 100. What's at 106? This is going to compel a lot of analysts <laughs> to, to join the costing crowd. The costing crowd, yeah. I mean, meeting people from That's Goldman. That's a good way to put it. Right? Who they had to take up their, uh, they had to take it up. They had to take it up. We've got a lot of ETFs that are flying. In the meantime, let's not forget, Oracle, very big company. We tend to think it's not. It's a $172 billion company. And Safra Katz, who is the uh, chief executive officer, I'm told that she's very tight with none other than President Trump. Hmm. Uh, Jim, on that note, let's turn to Bob Bassani on this uh, new intraday high, first in several months. Morning, Bob. You know, Sam Stovall, my old friend at CFRA, Carl, always used to say that uh, new highs are kind of like rusty doors. You have to push on them several times before you finally get them open. And that's exactly what happened with the new highs. Let's just take a look at the sectors today, because uh, what's happened is, again, you can see technology is helping push us through there. Uh, Banks not doing so much. Uh, Industrials and energy modest gains, but they have been overall laggards. This has been largely a tech rally here. Just want to note uh, the retail, uh, I call them blowout uh, comp store sales numbers from uh, Home Depot, Walmart, and even advanced auto parts were terrific. Home Depot down a little bit. But remember, it hit an historic high at the open today. So uh, a little bit of profit taking maybe is in order. Now, Kohl's is a little bit different here. They had good numbers, but they were talking about soft back to school shopping. And that may be an issue for a lot of people. Uh, Bear that in mind. But you see Kohl's to the downside, even though their report wasn't that bad. But let's just call it the same store sales blowout. You do not usually get estimates off by hundred uh, percent at this point. Home Depot, look at that, 23 percent. The estimate was 10. Walmart, 9 uh, estimate was five and great online sales from Walmart, advanced auto parts, seven. The estimate was for two. These are way above uh, normal numbers, normal uh, deviations from analyst estimates. Now, remember, we want to hear more about back to school. That may be slower than normal. And that may be issue. But uh, these are terrific numbers. As for the new highs on the S&P 500, look how far we have come in six months. I'm talking six months. The historic high, the old one, February 19th. The bear market bottom, that was March 23rd. That was a drop of 34%. That was the shortest bear market since 1929. It lasted 33 calendar days from February 19th to March 23rd. 
That's remarkable. And there's that new all-time high for today. We rallied 50% off of those March 23rd lows. Took less than five months to get back to new highs. That's the, I believe, the third fastest uh, rally to recoup all that it lost behind 1982 and 1990. Just want to remind everyone, still very much driven by technology, those mega cap stocks moving things along uh, dramatically and still lagging behind from that February 19th rally or the industrials, the banks, uh, and the energy stocks down 31%. So remember, a lot of companies still not back to anywhere near their old highs. As for where we're going from here, choppy. That's the B of A Global Fund Manager survey just came out today. Most of them do not expect a V-shaped rally. Most talking about a W. And the most crowded trade, guys, Carl, long U.S. tech still there. But here's something I haven't seen before. Long gold is now showing up as a crowded trade. Of course, gold sitting over $2,000. What a day. Carl, back to you. Yeah, you got that right, Bob. A lot of interesting numbers in that survey. Uh, thanks, Bob Pisani. We'll take a break here. If you're just joining us this morning, S&P all-time high today. First in about six months, going back to February 19th. We're back in just a moment. Briefly got about above 33.93. That was good for a fresh record high on the S&P 500, first time since February 19. How are bonds responding? For that, we'll turn to Rick Santelli this morning. Hey, Rick. Hi, Carl. Indeed, we had strong housing starts and permits, but that didn't push yields higher. Let's go to the long end of the curve. Two-day of 30-year bonds. You know, we're at 145. Now we continue to drift as are all long maturities. And if you look overseas, here's a one-week chart of 30-year boon yields. Why am I showing this? Because we are slipping back into negative territory after slightly going positive. Open the chart up to March 1st, and you can see in March when all the markets were going wild, they were down to almost minus 50 basis points. It's been a long journey back, but many traders are using that as a canary in a coal mine. Maybe rates have peaked on this cycle. Maybe they're going to start dipping back down. We need to pay close attention. Foreign exchange, one week the euro versus dollar continues to zoom, zoom, zoom. Jumped over 119 today and opened the chart up 27 months ago to May of 2018 because these are the best levels against the greenback by the euro and the dollar index is also at that same point in time at 27-month closing lows. Carl and Jim, back to you. All right, Rick, thank you very much. So once again, fresh all-time high on the S&P, uh, and Rick's uh, picture of the bond market is well said. Although decliners, once again, uh, leading advancers, another sign of where this market stands. We're back in a moment. All right, so with a fresh record high under our belts this morning, uh, take a look at some of the gainers on the S&P for the year to date. NVIDIA, Dexcom, West Pharmaceutical, iBiomed, and PayPal leading the charge so far for 2020. We'll get stopped trading with Jim after a short break. Let's get to Jim and stop trading. Well, here we go again. My favorite casino stock by far is Penn National Gaming, only $7 billion company. Truist has a meeting with management, with Jay Snowden, who is terrific. And if you take a look, there's a stock. That was about at 2 bucks in the middle of March. You got it at 53 What is he? What do they like? The merits of the Barstool Partnership, the database with Barstool. This is not, by the way, on one point, that's the rules. This is the actual Barstool book, which they think is going to be fantastic. They don't even be, they're going to, they can do a TV rights deal. Um, and yes, it is uh, Portnoy, who's so busy now. Now with the, you know, with, with all the, he's doing all the cryptocurrency <laughs> stuff. Yeah. He's become a yeah. little boy. He's like a suit. I feel he's become a suit. 
But this deal, Penetral Gaming, talking about how they can buy more of Barstool and uh, that it's just a match made in heaven. Uh, I've got to tell you, this stock can go much higher. Uh, interesting, Jim. Unless, As, you know, uh, we close out the hour. We, what we want to call we don't mind Bitcoin, okay? And we love the fact that Elon Musk is, uh, email, you know, they're texting, you know, the tree with Twitter and stuff and, and the Vinklevi. But you know what we want from him? We want to know who's going to win the Super Bowl and whether there's going to be a season and maybe some of the matchups. Wouldn't that be good? He can do both. He's it would be dexterous. Good. I mean, yeah, we could we use some both. clarity on the season, Jim. Yes. How about tonight? What do you got? Okay, we got eHealth, uh, which is very controversial company, a big, long, short battle. And then Columbia Sportswear, they've got a fantastic line of cold winter sports. People should be thinking about this company because they, they have had to close a lot of stores. They're very, very good. Tim Boyle is a terrific, sta- uh, terrific statesman for the industry. What a day, Carl. All I can say is stop being greedy, people. Don't be greedy. It's been a great run. There's nothing wrong periodically to ring the register and go out and buy a really nice cashmere sweater online from Target. (laughs) Uh, Something you've long said, Jim. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. People today can spend half their lives over 50. So it's good to be financially ready for what's important to you as you get older, like a family vacation. Or starting your dream business. Welcome to Connie's Coffee. How may I help you? AARP's trusted financial tools can help you plan for whatever your future holds. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Start planning today at aarp.org slash money tools.